Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 82 of Teaching Tales, the podcast totally devoted to sharing stories from the world of education. I am Brent Coley, your host, elementary principal in beautiful and currently extremely warm Southern California, and excited about this episode. Uh, I had the opportunity to sit down and be interviewed by uh, the pastor, Pastor John Hansen of my church, uh, for my church's podcast. They do a weekly podcast where they talk to people in the community. They've had guests to talk about racism and what we can do to to end that. They had a local doctor in the community to talk about COVID. And I was asked to give kind of the educator's perspective of teaching and leading during a global pandemic. So I was able to kind of talk, talk about the, the joys and the challenges of being a teacher and a leader during this time, but also to provide some encouragement uh, and hopefully some some tips on to, on how we can get through this together. So I want to share that conversation, that chat that I had with my pastor. So without further ado, here you go. Well, hey, everybody. I wanted to welcome you to our CP Table uh, podcast, and I'm here today with Brent Coley. Brent is the principal of Alta Murrieta Elementary School and a longtime member of Centerpoint Church. And uh, I just thought that it would be important to, in the middle of all the stuff going on with education mm-hmm. and schooling at home and all of, all of th- this, that it would be great to have some real perspective on the issue of education sure. from someone who is uh, passionate about it and in the middle of it, in the thick of it, and bearing the weight of it. Because a lot of us are just on the outside, bystanders or, or armchair quarterbacks or whatever. And, and I just thought, Brent, it would be great to sit down and, and have a conversation with you today about I education. Am, I am honored to, to be here and chat with you. Thank you, for, thank you for the invitation, John. Yeah, glad to have you. You know, uh, Brent is, uh, Brent is uh, a, a teacher, but also an administrator. He's the principal, as I said, of Alta Murrieta Elementary School. And he's also passionate about helping teachers generally grow. He's just released a book called Edu Influence: 10 Life-Changing Powers to Unleash in Your School. So if you're a teacher and you just are looking for tools to help you know, take it up a notch or two, uh, this is a great one. And, uh, and if you haven't met Brent yet, I think you're going to enjoy it because it's all stories. It's all his own stories of how he's found strategies to just make it better in every way possible. So uh, he's also got a podcast called Teaching Tales, and you can go to brentcoley.com, right? That, that's it, yep. Okay, and, and then you can find the podcast, the link to Spotify or wherever else uh, on his uh, on his podcast. But before we get into a uh, conversation, I just want to yeah. share a scripture with everybody. And it, it says this in uh, 1 Timothy 2, 1. It says, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. And so... You know, usually you think kings and all those in authority, and we're thinking of just the president or the governor or whatever. But I'm also thinking of a local principal of a school. And I want to just start off by saying thank you, you know, thank you on behalf of all of us who have kids in the school system at large. My, mine are no longer in elementary school, but a lot of us who are part of this conversation today, we are. And I want to say thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you for being uh, on the front line with our kids for their education. And I, I'm doing this partly because God's word calls me to it, but yeah. also just because 
a lot of us as parent as parents have discovered real quick how much we need you. Yeah. <laughs> how much we need <laughs> our schools, our educators. And so thank you for uh, being uh, the guy in 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 uh, Alta Murrieta Elementary School who's making it happen oh. and uh, and helping lots of other teachers in our district as well. Well, thank thank you. That that means a lot and I and I will tell you that it means a lot to our teachers. So mm. for for moms and dads mm. watching right now, um, one of the great things, the positives that have come out of all of this yeah. is our teachers have probably heard that. Thank you mm. for what you're doing mm. more in the last several months because, as you said, yeah. parents have been thrust into that role uh, yeah. on the – at the drop of a of a hat, just instantly, you're you're now, and they're realizing, oh my goodness! I mean, I think it's it's been a joke for years yeah. and years and years of all that teachers do, but people have now seen it firsthand, and Absolutely. and and our teachers are crushing it. So, but thank you. the The encouragement is is hmm. is needed. Right yeah, it now. is. Uh, so, teachers need encouragement. You you've been a teacher. You're a principal now. But mm-hmm. what got you into get education? Was there some uh, teacher you had that just made such an impression or did you hear God's voice or did you have a, a, a mentor that say you ought to be, how did it work for you? You know, my story of how I became a teacher is not this typical story that many teachers will tell in terms of, oh, I grew up wanting to be a teacher and I played teacher in my, I wanted to be a computer programmer. Okay. <laughs> I, that, that's what my dad was a, worked for a distributor for computers. Mm. I had a computer in the house like third, fourth grade, back oh. when nobody had computers yeah. in the house. Apple IIe? Uh, Commodore? No, com- Commodore, yeah. Yep. Yes. yep. We, we had those. So <laughs> I wanted to be a computer programmer. So the short answer, why'd you become a teacher? Because I couldn't do calculus. That, that's, <laughs> right. that's really the short answer of why I became a teacher, because when I got to the junior college and the path I was on, I had to take four semesters of calculus uh, before transferring to the, the, the four-year university, and I got a D the first semester, took it over, got a B, took the second semester class, got another D, and realized, I don't have time to do this twice. Mm. Like, like, this... this this isn't going to work. Yeah. So I remember having a, a real good heart to heart with my with my my dad and my mom, and and just made the decision right there. I always thought being a teacher oh, that would be that would be great. Mm. I remember having those 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 thoughts, but yeah. it was never the plan because because I'm going to be a computer programmer. programmer right. So that I, I I so vividly remember sitting in the living room having that conversation, um, and that completely changed the trajectory of of my my life and it's one of the best decisions that i've i've, I've never regretted it for a second and now i can do technology stuff i That's would right. do that i would do a podcast with my students i could do a website with yeah. my students so i got to combine oh, that's so the cool. best, best of both worlds so. yeah it changed your life but i mean if you really think about it it's changed thousands of lives every one of the students that you've ever had and the teachers that mm-hmm. you lead and coach and i want to just ask you about that so you're a principal now and how long have you been a principal this is year eight eight years of being a principal yeah. What is one of the greatest joys for you in being a principal? Mm. It's 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 the kids. Mm. I mean, it's it's seeing the kids, which is one of the things that is making our current situation so difficult. Oh yeah, is they're not there. Right, uh, we're in a virtual environment right now, and 
the campus I'm working on campus and our, and our teachers mo most of whom are they're working out of their classrooms to do their virtual instruction but it's but it's, a ghost town. it's spooky quiet oh, I mean wow. it's it's from 8 to 12 I mean I'm there with tech support and helping out mm. and virtually popping into classrooms and doing that but there's no recess going on mm. and 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 hearing just hearing the laughs and, and getting the knee-high hugs from kindergartners and riding the <laughs> tricycles on the kindergarten playground. I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, being a principal of an elementary school, I'll just say it. I mean, you're a rock star in some wow. of these, in, in five-year-olds. It, it's it's awesome. And even for some of the parents, it's, the principal's it, a rock star. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's and, and sometimes viewed the other way. Well, <laughs> well that can but, happen, I guess. But yes. Mm. And what is... Uh, what is one of the biggest challenges, just generally, even apart from COVID? And we're going to talk about COVID. That's really what we want to talk about. But just generally, what's one of the challenges of being a principal? It's a great question. I actually wrote a blog post about, that, about this several years ago. And it's not what many people, like, people would, oh, is it the discipline, discipline? problems? Yeah. Is it having to deal with upset parents and stuff like that? The most difficult thing for me, and it has been since I moved into an administrative uh, role it's feeling helpless mm. oh wow and as a principal as a principal mm. when you want so badly to help mm. uh, whether it's a student whether it's a teacher mm. something but not possessing whether it's the authority to yeah. make that decision whether it's the resources to mm. provide for that situation um it, it's hard where yeah. the current situation right yeah. now where yeah. teachers are texting saying my zoom's not working oh my gosh and yeah. <laughs> it's the the, the wi-fi and uh, so often what is taking place is outside of my control hmm. and i and i want desperately to make it better that's yeah. why i'm doing what i'm doing yeah. but so often it it's it's out of our control i mean this again this whole situation yeah. we're in right now it's out of my i mean i, I don't yeah, I, I don't. I don't have the vaccine. I don't have the. I mean, you know, that's that's interesting. Just that phrase. It's out of my control. I think as I think about twenty twenty mm -hmm. generally. I mean, it's out of our control. Seems to be the the tagline for all of it. And I think maybe that's one of the hardest things about it all. It and yeah. and maybe some of the reason for so much of the anger that we've yeah. all been seeing is just simply that that the reality that so much is out of our control and we don't know how to process the pain of that. Yeah, <laughs> the, we. We have yeah. to, I've had conversations with our staff, with our teachers that, and I think just being very real and, and like for moms and dads, I mean, the conversations that I've had, so moms and dads, if you're watching this right now, yeah. this stinks. Mm. Like, mm -hmm. like none of us love what's going on right, right. now. I mean, and when parents, when I've talked with them and they're, they have concerns about something. It's like I said, I'm not going to insult you and say, "What are you talking about? Everything's fine. Yeah, it's rainbows and unicorns. I mean, what's your problem? This mm. this stinks, mm -hmm. and we we have to embrace the stink, though. Wow, is, is kind of what it is. What it is right now, mm -hmm. and we're gonna we're gonna make the best of what we have because we can choose to we can choose to focus on the mm. negatives. Yep. Or we can choose to focus on the positive. I have a whiteboard in our staff lounge, and every day I put uh, what I hope to be an inspirational or encouraging quote up yeah. there or, or a thought. And today, the quote is, I, I said, let's choose to look at the positives. It's going to be 104 degrees today. 
Okay, so if we were in our normal circumstances, we'd be on an inclement weather schedule, which teachers hate. Okay, because okay? everything gets shortened and, and yeah. their recess and their it's nobody likes being on an inclement weather schedule. Mm. It's going to be 104. Hey, positive. We don't have to go on an inclement weather schedule today. And I said, <laughs> today's our 33rd day of school. Mm. And two thirds of those days, it's been more than 95 degrees, wow. meaning we would have been on an inclement weather schedule two thirds of the time. Wow. But we haven't had to do it once. Yeah, hashtag so bright side. Exactly. It's like there's, <laughs> yeah. there's, it, it does stink. Yeah. But there are good things that are coming out mm. of, that are coming out of this. So if you are just joining us, uh, we we're having a conversation right now with Brent Coley uh, to talk about education in the COVID experience. Mm. And Brent is the principal of Alta Murrieta Elementary School and uh, brings eight years as a principal and many more years before that as a teacher of, of expertise and perspective to the table. And I thought it would be so helpful for all of us uh, to hear about that uh, perspective because many of us have kids or grandkids or friends who are kids that are being educated right now, and it's a different day. So let's rewind the tape a little bit and talk about COVID initially hitting and rewinding back to March. And all of a sudden, I'm guessing teachers and, and principals probably got a little bit of advanced warning, maybe a few days before others. But generally, the tidal wave hit, and all of a sudden, you know, school's closed. And, and how, how did you initially respond to all of that? It was it was hard because we didn't have a whole lot of prior notice that, okay. that the families did. I think it was March thirteenth, March fourteenth, mm. whatever that Friday was. Um, we learned that morning. Well, that's it. Mm. Like we're we're they're not coming back on Monday. They're yeah. they're going to be home. We're got, we're having to close. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it was. I think the difference then and now is now we pretty much knew like right. in preparing for this school year yes. that it was, we're not going to be able to open mm -hmm. uh, traditionally. So, but then it, it was hard. It was, it was really hard because we were having to build that plane in the air mm -hmm. and it was already mm -hmm. 30,000 feet. I mean, it hadn't just taken off it, two thirds of the year was already done. Right. So, yeah, and when when we first went to that online experience, what kind of direction as a principal do you give to the teachers in a moment like that? Um, <clears throat> one of the one of the words that has been at the forefront of my mind, and that I've communicated to teachers, but also to families, is is grace. Hmm. I mean, hmm. as I mean, as believers, we live under it. Thank, right. thank the Lord. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. so thankful for 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 the grace that we <laughs> yeah. that we have. Yeah. But in the situation like with teachers, because I have such an amazing staff. Mm. I mean, they 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 are they're rock stars, mm. and they want to do so much, and uh, they're having to do things they've never done before. Right, they've never done before, and we're having to remind them like you're gonna make mistakes. Like yeah. you 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 don't know. You don't know what you're doing yet in terms of navigating the virtual arena, whether it's a, a learning management system or a Zoom or something like that. So it's just like, it's okay. Try new things. Hmm. And, and, and now's the time to figure it out. Like, like basically giving that, I wanted to give the, the teachers permission to fail. Wow, yeah. Be, be, because, I mean, now's, now's the time. Go for it. I mean, engage your students. Try mm. something that you wouldn't have necessarily tried mm. before. So that's a positive, I think, that's come out of this is they have tried stuff that they 
would not have necessarily they've been forced to right right so yeah the 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 innovation it it was not an option you had Mm -hmm. to right yep so uh, back in march there was no advance warning it was just hey you just got to figure whatever we can figure and but then we did have summer and you saw the writing on the wall we're not opening up traditional in-person education so Probably a lot of us as parents wouldn't be aware of what was taking place during the summer, but can you give us a little bit of insight? Were, were teachers just kind of kicking back, taking it easy, just having a great vacation, or were they like busy getting ready? Like, wh- What was going on with teachers in the summer to get ready for this new experience? I think I'll take this opportunity because it, there's so many memes out there and stuff like, oh, it must be nice to have a... So one of the ones I love, it says like, uh, it, te- teachers this year, log in to clickety-clack and then go over to Zoombity-bop and then once you get done with Zoombity-bop, create a profile on Cambity-coop and... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's even before this situation, I mean, oh, it must be nice to have a teacher, you have three months off and stuff like that. That's not the case. Okay. Uh, first of all, there's, <laughs> there's, there's never been three months off and most teachers, I know myself... I, I maybe got, we got a month and mm. then they're working, they're yeah. planning, they're, they're in their classrooms, getting it ready. Um, and this, then this year, th- this year, there really wasn't much of a summer. Wow. Uh, I know, I know for me personally, it's like, while I may have had technically officially time off that th- we were having meetings um, to, to plan for this mm. and the teachers were doing the same thing. Uh, mm. It was the type of thing that, Uh, Our district adopted a new learning management system, basically Mm -hmm. an online platform for the teachers to house all of their asynchronous instruction, all of the resources that they would put up there. And they had to learn that. Mm -hmm. And they had to learn that very quickly. And I think a lot of us uh, as parents, we probably underestimate just how arduous that is, just how hard it is to learn a, a whole, you say, learning management system. And we assume, well, you just turn it on and use it, right? <laughs> it, it's, 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 I'm, I'm glad that you said that because, yeah, it, it is, uh, I'll tell you, like our teachers, they had four days. Wow. Like on the clock, four days hmm. to, to learn uh, a brand new thing. I've, I've, I've said it to, to many teachers. It's like, I have 40 first-year teachers this year. Wow. Now some of Welcome those are 25, 25 <laughs> some of those are 25 year 30 year veterans okay. but everybody in a sense is a first year teacher this year cuz oh, they're they're all it. exactly yeah mm. they're they're everybody's doing something they've never done before mm-hmm. i mean it's a first year principal even though it's really year 8 i've never led through a pandemic before <laughs> i missed their, i missed that class in in credentialing i missed it in seminary exactly yeah. it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> we didn't get that there there wasn't there's not a chapter in that book of yeah. how to lead through a global pandemic yeah. but but i what i know is the 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 lengths that they have gone to mm. t- to learn something brand new and i tell you um the level of pride, I've, I've said this so frequently to our parents, I didn't think that the level of pride that I had for my staff could have gotten, could be any greater wow. until this happened. Wow. I mean, it, you, you see that adversity brings mm. out that true character and, mm. and what, what we have, and this is really shown. I mean, if there was ever a time to mail it in. Mm. They could have. If there was ever a time I yeah. mean, nationally for teachers, and unfortunately, I think there probably are some out there. Not in my school, not well, a, and it just they are they're not mailing it in. Hmm. So, some line from a movie has come into my mind of of a football player saying to the coach, "Attitude reflects leadership, mm-hmm. sir." I can't remember what movie it is. 
maybe. No, but anyway, yeah. I, I would say that's probably true of what's going on at Alta Murrieta, that yeah. there's a, a leadership that's been given that, that has probably set the tone for that, and that's, that's amazing. Tell me this, um, what kinds of challenges do, do you feel the teachers are facing? So here we are, we're a month and a half into the school year, whatever mm-hmm. it is, um, and, and we're getting into some kind of a, of a groove with it, but what are, what are the challenges that teachers are facing in doing this online only education right now um gosh the the thing that just the the bare bones of it is technology okay Uh, and that's one of the things when we when i was sending out our messages to our families to to start i would say technology is great when it works until it doesn't work right (laughs) i mean like we love technology this this is fantastic till the wi-fi goes down right and then it's like the world is ending what do we do so Mm-hmm. that zoom zoom is crashing mm-hmm. uh canvas which is our learning management system is 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 down and mm-hmm. what do you do i mean mm-hmm. it's kind of like if you had a blackout in the physical building you could still take the kids outside mm-hmm. you could still read a book to them you could st- i mean you could still do stuff because i i remember it happened to me as a teacher yeah. the blackout i remember once the entire day yeah. we could still do stuff yeah if zoom goes down you're done you you, yeah. you, and and canvas goes down it's you're and it's that's coming back to the helpless oh, part of that where of where the, the the phone's blowing up the zoom's down to, i can't fix that mm-hmm. i wish i could but i it's but almost I can't. like in a in, in this kind of a season what anybody in a kind of profession like a mm-hmm. teacher needs is a class and a, a coaching almost and emotional self-management because when you've got 30 students and all of their parents are sending you emails and texts saying where is my class and 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 it can feel like an attack i would assume yeah Uh, (laughs) and and teachers teachers they have you just described a typical day wow for 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 many Mm. especially at the beginning of the year when um so and so was having trouble logging in uh getting in and the password's not working and they're not those types of things. And again, technology is great uh, with the text messaging features and things like that, the communication that parents and teachers can have. But when the teacher's phone is blowing up because Billy can't get into the Zoom meeting, but teacher's trying to yeah. teach. It, and again, they're, it's a balancing act. Yeah. They're doing a great job, but it is, it is, it's taxing. And let's talk about the students for a moment. So mm-hmm. assuming the technology is working, yeah. and so it's a good week on Zoom and Canvas and yeah. everything else, um, it, but nevertheless, there's challenges in this unique season for students as well. What would you say some of the challenges are in the educational process for students uh, in this phase? I think that, that this, um, this situation that we're in, I think some people would be like, Really? This has has reemphasized for me the importance of relationships. It is all about relationships. It's chapter two in the yeah. book. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's like wow. it, it, it is. It's all about relationships, and I think that COVID and being virtual and not being in the classroom. I mean, kids will run through a brick wall for you if they know that you love and care about them. Well, wow. that, yeah. that's, that's just the truth. And a lot of that happens between the periods or it, at oh, the end abso- of class absolutely. up by the teacher's desk. It's, and it's, we don't have that right now. Well, it's a lot harder to exactly. cultivate. When I, when, if I were to ask you, and we won't go down this rabbit hole, but if I were to say, tell me about your favorite teacher growing up, I can pretty much bet 
you're not going to tell me about the long division lesson, the nope. fraction. It's going to have nothing to do with academics. Zero to do with academics. <laughs> it's going to have. They they told a joke. They laughed. They encouraged me. They went they did to my candy s- questions. Mister Kalora, fifth grade candy there questions, and he had the jar and he tossed candy to me and everyone else. But that, <laughs> but, yeah. but see, that exactly yep. my exactly my point. That's that's yeah. relationship building, and and you wanted to go to his class because. Yes. Uh, not because he was a great in pedagogy, although I'm sure he was, <laughs> but, the, but, but the relationship's the foundation there. And what we're seeing now is it may be through a computer screen, mm-hmm. but you can still build those relationships there. You have to build those relationships mm. here because to, for, to answer your question, the struggles that the students are having, they don't all have the same amount of support. And what this mm. is doing is it's highlighting um, yeah. inequity. Wow. I mean, in terms of, I mean, there's been inequity in terms of technology. Right. Uh, the, the assumption that, oh, well, everybody has a computer. And Wi-Fi. And, and Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, they don't. And yeah. they may have it, but it may not be good. Right. It may not be stable. And while mm. some families, um, their, their home is, is, is a very supportive place. Mm. It's a place where mom and dad are able to work from home or are able or they were a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad and they're they're able to sit next to their kiddo yeah. during the Zoom meeting. Yeah. We have other families where there's four kids. Wow. Four school-aged kids mm. in a single family in a single bedroom. Yeah. Trying to do trying to navigate virtual instruction wow. when with a with a toddler mm. in the other I mean, and a Wi-Fi so, signal that's and, going and, 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 and when the Yeah. The yeah. teacher's freezing and stuff like that. Oh, so, I mean, I yeah. just, moms and dads out there, thank you. I, yeah. ju- I just, from the bottom, I, I, I recorded a message from my community last night, and, which will we'll release in a day or so. Thank you. That's how I opened it, because we know what you are doing right now. Hmm. Uh, you have been thrust into a position that, that um, it's hard and you're doing the best you can, we're doing the best that we can, and that's, yeah. that's really what we, we understand, it's, it's hard. And you, all you can do is the best that you can do. So, do you, do you think there are gonna be any long-term detrimental negative impacts in children in their formation or, or, or education because of the results, because of what's happened in 2020 in education? I think, I think that'll remain to be, it'll remain to be seen in terms of whether there's gonna be academic gaps and things like that. I mean, what I can tell you is what I'm seeing now. I mean, when I pop into uh, virtual classrooms, when I pop into Zoom meetings and what I'm seeing our teachers doing, it's the same stuff I would have seen taking place in the physical brick and mortar building. Mm. Now, is that going to say that this is the same virtual is the same as, because it's not, it's not. Um, but we're making we're making lemonade out of the lemons. We're doing the best that we can. I think again, I'm going to go back to that relationships mm-hmm. because I think that, especially at the elementary level, it's so much about the connections that we're making with kids. And while we can't give the hugs right now, and we can't give the high fives, and we can't look the student like you and I like right now eye to eye, but you can do it through the computer monitor. You yeah. can do that and. Again, I was I was I was in a classroom. I was in a physical classroom yesterday, helping out with a tech issue, and was watching a, one of our amazing kindergarten teachers who was jumping around and doing a, a, a movement break, and the and the kiddo was there, and he was. 
and it's, it, it's just it just put a huge smile on it. Yeah. It's like our, our teachers are just doing all that we can. Uh, I mean, the gap. I mean, are there going to be gaps? I I, th- I think so, but mm. everybody, but everybody's in the same boat. Yeah, I mean, well, so, so so whatever. Mm. If we're having to kind of start a little, everyone's starting there. So I mm. mean. So, Brent, you and I, over the last six or seven months, have compared notes here and there about our our, uh, our Zoom setups. <laughs> yes. Thank you for the ring light uh, I, yeah. recommendation, okay. by the way. I, I, I did purchase that one. So, <laughs> so maybe it's uh, a, 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 a bit vain, but it's also not vain. It's a, a, I, do, I notice when someone is setting up their their view on their camera in such a mm-hmm. way as I can see their face clearly and, and that it, having that light. I'm just curious, as the school system resource teachers to say, hey, we're, we have budget to give you a, a light or a, a better webcam if you need it, or, or is that just also, hope you can figure it out? How does that work? No, great, great question. The, the, d- the district has been phenomenal with whether it's webcams, um, putting laptops in the hands of the teacher. So if they're having to work remotely, they have the ability to do that, uh, whether it's Ethernet cables to hardwire. So we have a better connection. Um, so many of our teachers have, I mean, I, I took pictures one day. I just walked through classrooms. The setups that they have come up on their own, hmm. I mean, brought in their own ring lights, brought in their own oh. lamps, just oh, just yeah. like from their living room, yeah. I mean, to, to, to do what you just said, yeah. to make it look... Um, more inviting, more mm-hmm. warm, less mm-hmm. sterile. Mm-hmm. Um, the district has been incredibly supportive, but it's what teachers do. Wow. Teachers, teachers. I mean, I wish it didn't have to be that way, mm. but teachers, teachers spend money out of their own pockets to, mm. I mean, to to do what's best for kids. And right now, what's best for kids is making sure they can see their face clearly, and yeah. th- whether that's through a ring light. But um, yeah, district has been really supportive with that. So. I would like to ask you to talk to parents for a moment right now, just directly. And my question would be, what advice would you give to us parents out there as to how to help our kids make the most of this weird moment in education Mm -hmm. and to succeed? Maybe you might have two or three tips to say, here's what you can really do to help your kids thrive in their education, Mm -hmm. even though it's uh, uh, screen schooling. Sure, sure. I, th- I think the, the the first one is um, come to school. Hmm. I, I think that's mm. that's that's the big one. And again, fully understanding that some of the stuff that's going on in homes right now it, it can make that nearly impossible. And we understand that. Hmm. At the same time, we want to make sure that our teachers are investing an incredible amount of time to put together rigorous, relevant, and engaging lessons. To, to the to the best degree we can in the situation that we're in right now, but what we don't want is, and fortunately we don't see it a lot, but every once in a while, uh, we don't want parents to think, well, I'll just do the Costco workbook hmm. instead, mm-hmm. because that's not the same. Hmm. Uh, if 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 schooling was just a workbook, I, I wouldn't have a job. We would just all <laughs> go to Costco and buy that workbook. It's it's so much more relevant. Hmm. I mean, to, you're having you can't replace. Instruct uh, face to face, even if it's digital face to face instruction. So mm. I think the biggest thing is um, just show up. Like when the Zoom meeting, like be there. Mm. Um, the other thing is, I mean, the support again. We're so thankful for the amount of support that our teach that our our parents are able to give the kids. But what I would say is, 
it's okay for kids to struggle. Hmm. And as parents, you know that it's something that I know as parents, we tend to, you want to swoop in and, yeah. and help help somebody, help your kiddos. Yeah. But that's not how they learn. Right, and, and right. We, and we've, we've, we've talked about a growth mindset. Yeah. Carol Dweck's research on that over the last several years, we're now living it out. Wow. I mean, and she, she, her research, brain research, it talks about the more you work at something, it actually produces more connections in the brain. Like yes. you can get smarter by by wor- yeah by yeah. working hard. Through struggle comes comes achievement. So mm. I know sometimes the tendency is to um, feed the answers sometimes and things like mm. that. And 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 I know our teachers just like we love the support. Yeah. To make sure that if they're playing with something, oh, let's put the toy down. Let's let's yeah. let's stay focused right now. But. Um, it's okay if if they if they're stuck a little bit and they're yeah. they're having to think about it. That teachers want that. Yes. Teachers need that because wow. if if it's all mom or dad, Mm-mm. that's not it's not an accurate representation mm. of uh, what the child can do by himself or by herself. Mm. So um, show up. Uh, it's okay to let them struggle and um, encouragement. I think that's a big thing too. Is just um, kind of like I said earlier. We want to be at school. Yeah, I mean, we want the kids at school right now. Yeah. Kids want to be at school right yeah. now. We can't be at school right now. So just that encouragement, that encouragement when they're when they're staying focused. We're trying to do things like that at our school of um, digital forms that they can send out, which which creates a certificate that we can send to the students, just saying, "Hey, Billy." Thank you for being on time for your Zoom meeting. Thank mm. you for, for participating in the group discussion. Mm. Moms and dads, those few kind words that yeah. you're giving to your kiddo, mm. it matters. It it matters. I mean, kids will puff up when they get, oh, she noticed what I did. That is so, so helpful to hear because it, it, as a parent, it is just so easy to, I hate to say it, but to kind of check out, mm-hmm. to kind of go, well, I hear that they're in their, in their bedroom and that the, I hear the teaching happening. Good, I'm done. Yeah. But you're saying there's, a, there's more. Yeah, get help, help give those gold stars, so to speak, mm-hmm. since the teacher can't do that in person. And, and again, understanding, fully understanding, you may not be able to be in the room right then because yeah. you're doing your own Zoom call yeah. for, for work. Right. Uh, or you're changing the diaper of the toddler. We yeah. get that. But even if it's the type of thing, I mean, I... I'm, my son's a sophomore in mm-hmm. high school, and my daughter's a sophomore in college. And just the other day, I remember my wife and I would went in and just said, "Hey Ben, I just want to tell you, I'm proud of you, buddy. Hmm. Like, like we know you'd rather, but but your your responsibility, you're getting your assignments in on time, hmm. and he doesn't love it. I mean, <laughs> he would rather be with his friends there, yeah. but he's doing what he needs to do. And I just think." Telling our kids that, wow, wow, where well, it's almost like telling somebody you love them. Yeah. Well, well, they know I love them. You still need, need to, hear to hear it, it. right? And and ten year olds, mm. six year olds, forty six year olds, forty nine year olds. I mean, I, I I'm forty nine. I still need to hear it too. Yeah. So, um, that's good pastoring right there, Brent Coley. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, I want to talk now about probably a hot button item, mm-hmm. but it and it's the issue of reopening. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate what you just said a couple of minutes ago, which is we, we want to be in school, our kids want to be in school, and you just sort of said it point blank, matter of factly, and we can't be in school. So let's talk about that for a moment, because I mean here here we are, and you and I are sitting almost six feet apart because mm-hmm. we need to, and you've got the mask ready to go, and go. I have it over 
there. Yeah. But um, but what what is going on with the the reopening and who? Okay, here's a question I'd like to know: mm-hmm. Who does make the decision about reopening? The I know that our district is county public health. I mean, like our district is not making decisions independent of mm. of things like that. We have worked through this entire thing. And again, I'm not at the district level in terms of district leadership, but I know that um, they're waiting. We have always been waiting for, in terms of whether it's a mandate or restriction, things like that. Um, to, to the best of my knowledge, districts, I mean, I'll speak for, I can speak for my district and that's we work very closely with public health. So and county health, state, and then county health, and then gives direction to district, and then district tells principals. Yes, kind of yeah. the order. It, it's okay. it's if if they say you're not opening, we're not opening. It, so if somebody if somebody had a complaint said Brent Coley, how come you're not opening? It, it, it's, again, out of my hands. <laughs> it, it's it's the type of thing, and and just coming back to safety, yeah. and that's that's something that I know that our district is. We want kids back in school, but we want them to be safe more mm-hmm. than anything else. And pre-COVID and everything, I mean, I've, I've always been big on my, my number one priority. Yeah, we want to give your kids a good education, but they need to be safe. Yeah. They need to feel safe when they come on campus. They need, we need to protect the gates. We need to make sure that people aren't coming on campus that shouldn't be on there. So as far as reopening, I mean, safety is, is paramount. It's, it's. Yeah. It's, it's the number one thing that we're, that we're looking at. And you and I don't need to get into the medical and epidemiological discussions <laughs> that probably go beyond both of our depth a little bit. But, um, but just generally speaking, maybe some of us as parents just aren't aware, but what are, what are some of the challenges it, for teachers and administrators in even, even if we just could just reopen, what would be some of the challenges uh, in, in, in that for the teachers? I think that when the time comes, when when the situation improves, such that that we would be able to to reopen, it, there's going to be changes. Mm-hmm. That mm. and and I think that that's something that um, I think you hear a lot. Oh, I can't wait till we get to go back to normal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and I think at least for the time being, normal mm. is not necessarily what we had on March 13th, where, okay. where, so I think that, because I think they're still going to be, and again, these, these are, these are out of my hands. I mean, yeah. we're going to take, we're going to take guidance from county, from county public health and, and CDC and the state. I mean, it all trickles down to us, but, mm-hmm. but the bottom line is uh, there will still be restrictions and I'm not going to go into what those are because those mm-hmm. may be changing, mm-hmm. but, but I mean, the fact that we, yeah, be, is, is will that be part? We'll, we'll see. Yeah, but but it's in terms of the physical distancing, six feet, and whether it's masks, whether it's those types of that's that remains to be seen exactly what that's going to look like. But I just think that we 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 need to wrap our heads around. It's what I'm doing as a site leader is reopening. Will not. It's not just going to be all right. Open the gates and back to normal. Because there are still going to be restrictions there, whether that's fewer kids on campus at the same time, and then there's just there's so many logistical 
<laughs> so what some of us as parents have been hearing is, or getting emails, and then you kind of hear what you want to hear. Yeah. We, uh, some email recently said something like, uh, you, you know, we're going to have a, uh, some sort of a big meeting on October 7th, and then we may uh, maybe be able to go back to school. And I think people quickly interpreted that as, we're going back to school on October 8th. <laughs> the, the, the plan is being, the, 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 plan, the reopening plan is going to be, in our district, is going to be uh, presented to our Board of Education on, on the 8th. And help us understand, so w- what does that mean in terms of a plan is being presented? I think some of us interpreted that as, okay, and the next day we go back to school? Uh, or what happens, I actually? would say no. Okay. <laughs> it will okay. not be like if a plan's on the 8th and reopening on the 9th. And again, uh, I, don't, I don't even have all of the yeah. logistics of what exactly that plan, because I know, especially back in March and April and May, Things were changing by the hour. Okay, back right. then. I mean, truly, we had plans, and two hours later, things had changed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I just think, as soon as that plan is 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 presented, I think then that's going to be disseminated disseminated to families um, with the specifics mm. of, of what is it going to look like. Because, and I think you're exactly right. It is we as humans. I know I do. Sometimes yeah. we we hear what we. It's the wishful thinking. Yeah. Oh, oh! I heard opening. <laughs> Yay! There. Whereas, okay, let's reality. The the reality is, unfortunately, I wish wish it wasn't that. Um, there are still going. There's there's still there's still a health crisis yeah. right now. That again, and it's kind of like it, love it, disagree with it, agree with it. It doesn't matter, and yeah. that's uh, right now. My feelings on. Yeah. Are, are irrelevant in yeah. terms of I'm I'm mandated to follow the certain public health things and stuff like that and we'll we'll make plans accordingly. Yeah, and my my guess is if a plan is presented to the district and the district considers it, even then, I mean, it could take easily weeks, if not longer, to 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 develop the implementation strategies for Sim- whatever that plan is. Simply be yeah, simply because uh, permission has been granted, and that's one of the things that I so appreciate about about our district is that um, very thoughtful, very uh, deliberate, because you've seen example you you. I've seen examples in the media, not locally, but across the country where, oh, the, the, the permission was given, people reopened without necessarily having all of those things in place, the yeah. logistics in place. Wh- which gates are they going to come in and how are you going to do this and how are you going to do that? And, and there's, there's tons of things that, mm. that I am losing sleep over, wow. over those types mm-hmm. that, that aren't necessarily mm. – because you wouldn't. I mean, the the general public is not going. Is they're not worried about gates and bell schedules and bathroom breaks and those kinds of things yeah. and where the, you have to be. But I have to be. Mm. <laughs> so, so I mean, maybe maybe this is too much. Con, you know, just guesswork at this point. But what do you anticipate to be likely in the coming weeks and, and, and months in terms of reopening? I mean, we've seen pictures of classrooms with plexiglass dividers. We've seen, you know, uh, memes about, uh, you know, kindergartners trading masks with each other. I mean, so what is your sense? And I know you're just guessing here, but what would you think some of the things are likely to be? That I, 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 I hesitate to, to, speculate too much because okay. I, I, I would 
again, as things change, yeah. and I don't want to, as you said, I don't want to speculate and somebody's going to hear it and say, oh, well, that's what's going to happen. Uh, so, <laughs> okay. but, but I do know that, I mean, those safety, like the safety precautions, like, like, like we have plexiglass shields in the office, mm. as do fast food restaurants and right. bank. I mean, everyone has those now. That's mm. just kind of become part of the new, the new normal. Oh, you type. said it. Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> I mean, and and the new temporary normal, which which is what I prefer. It's like right. I don't want to be here forever. Yeah. Um. But so could that be? It may. I mean, in terms mm. of mask requirements and stuff like that, I. I, I would. Hmm. I'm going to wait and see, kind of along with everybody else, to see what, what, what comes from that. Because mm-hmm. again, we take our guidance from on high. On high. <laughs> <laughs> what? And then, just I mean, from your vantage point, mm-hmm. what, it probably is a district consideration. But what what would we do if there was a surge in COVID again and uh, a big surge that all of a sudden there's another mandate of closure? What what happens then? Um. I would certainly hope and, and praying that that doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, if if it did, the the positive of that is when it happened in March, we, we, nobody was ready for that. Mm-hmm. In terms of, we we hadn't, n- nobody even knew what Zoom was right. in March. Right? right now, it's like the word of the year. Yeah. Uh, it probably will be the yeah. the word of the year. Um, if we had Either that or unprecedented. Uh, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, if we would be prepared now hmm. that that i mean again the last thing we're trying to make things as consistent as we can for families because families are in crisis right now yeah. I mean, and 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 we we acknowledge that i mean like moms mm-hmm. and dads mm-hmm. we know what you're going through right now and many of those families are our teachers hmm. our teachers have kids too that's right who are elementary school age and yeah. how do you navigate virtual learning when you're when you're also providing the instruction, so families are in crisis. So the last thing that we want to do is is jump the gun and, mm-hmm. and do something prematurely, mm-hmm. so that we didn't think it through, and then we have to back up and right. and and then you look like well, we didn't really think this didn't really think this one through. Mm. So if we did, I mean, if if we opened and had to, at least. We have learning management systems. We we know how to do virtual instruction now. Again, are we making mistakes? Are we perfect at it? No, nope, because we're still learning. Mm. But um, we're in a much better place now. If we had to go there again, because we've we're done it. We've done it before. Mm. So and again, I'm I'm my my prayer is for healing. Yeah. I, I just I just yeah. I, I mean I know that you have prayed for that. And yeah. when I take my walks, I mean that's one of the things that I pray for is yeah. just for healing for our healing in so many different levels and yes. for our land but but yeah. but actual physical healing for yeah. for against the against this virus and that we could return to mm. um norm, normalcy i mean like <laughs> yeah i think it's I, fair I, to say that I, yeah. I, I i we should want that yes I, and i mean in the best case scenario we embrace a, a, a normalcy that includes sure. all that we've learned sure. over this last year. And so, because we've learned so much, oh. all of us have learned so much. Oh, the, the number of positives that we are, every one of my teachers has a classroom website now. Hmm. Every one of them. Wow. The, the, the learning management system. They, yeah. They've all done that. They didn't all have that before. Yeah. They now do. Every one of them knows how to do virtual instruction. Hmm. Everyone knows how to use Zoom. Uh, the the things that they have tried, the, hmm. the instructional techniques that they, well, 
they've heard about, mm. but now they've given it a shot. You, you know what's scary and it's to worked. me is uh, I grew up in the East Coast, and we counted on it. Every year we'd have six or seven snow, snow days. days. They might not have snow days anymore because now they know how to. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, all the sorry students on the East Coast. Yeah. Hey, uh, as we're beginning to wrap up, you know, you're a principal. You're used to speaking to teachers. You've written this book for teachers. Uh, you have the Teaching Tales podcast. Would you take a minute right now and just talk directly to teachers? There's probably a good number of teachers uh, joining us in this conversation, and just give some encouragement to teachers right now about how how to you know. Keep, I mean, p- people at Alta Marietta already know your heart, but maybe there's others. Just bring some encouragement to some teachers right now. Oh, thank you for that opportunity. And I would just say for teachers, and not just those classroom teachers, but but support staff. Mm-hmm. Like we have our instructional aides right mm-hmm. now who are also helping run breakout rooms and Zoom rooms, and yeah. they're they're helping build those relationships and things like that. But I would just say um, you are making a difference. Th- that that is it's easy i get like emotional thinking about it. it's mm. easy to underestimate mm. the difference that teachers make that you are making mm. it, it's it because you think well i can't give them the hug i can't can't give them the high five and i'm i'm not able to do everything that i would normally be doing and you're right <laughs> you're mm. not able to be in the classroom and you only have them for a few hours a day as opposed to 6 or 6 and a half but the candy questions, yeah. you can still do that. And I, and I know so many teachers out there are doing that, whether it's Flipgrid videos that they're making and they're doing these, these things to, to, to recognize the, the efforts and achievements of their kids. But um, hang in there. I, I just is, is, it's what I'm tasked with right now is, is to build our teachers up and to remind them you are making more of a difference that's one of the when i wrote and shared the stories is we make more of a difference than we realize Mm. and so often the things that if you asked your teacher john what he what do you think john remembered of your class he probably wouldn't have said the candy the candy question so so for teachers watching out there right now what you're doing matters the smile on your face yes matters yeah the the great job billy Billy, is that a new shirt? Wow. I like that. Mm. The, that the little things mm. matter. And, and it's, they matter now more than ever. Wow. So mm. I, I would just say, hang in there. Mm. Uh, this too shall pass. <laughs> please, Lord. This, please, Lord. <laughs> this, this too shall pass. But um, they're making a difference more than, more than, more than, they, than they realize. Wow, those are good words. Uh, if you uh, are, have just joined in at the end here, I've been sitting for our CB table conversation today with Brent Coley, who's the principal at Alta Murrieta Elementary School. And uh, he's written this book called Edu Influence, 10 Life-Changing Powers to Unleash in Your School. And it's a great book. Uh, you can go to Brent coley.com uh, we'll put that in the in the comments maybe brentcoley.com but you can follow his podcast there as well it's called teaching tales uh, brent has a passion to just help uh, teachers know how valuable they are and and to uh, to keep stepping it up in every way possible and making it better for the sake of uh, a generation coming up behind us so mm-hmm. brent thank you so much for taking time today to step out of uh 
Alta Murrieta and come sit down with me here. I appreciate, I appreciate you being a part of the body of Christ at Centerpoint and taking some time to speak into all of our lives today. Appreciate that. Well, I, if I could, just I want to thank you for what you're doing mm. and do on a, on, a, on a daily basis. Again, you have had to lead our church <laughs> through unprecedented, there's that word, through <laughs> unprecedented times where whether it was strictly virtual, now move into some outdoor services, and just just know that um, I've got staff on staff who go here too, and wow. they feel the same way, that that your leadership, your guidance, your, your shepherding of us is, you don't hear it as, I mean, leaders don't hear it enough. Mm-hmm. So I will tell you right now, thank you for what you're doing. It is, you are a blessing. Thank you. So. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. All right. Well, I hope everyone listening, I hope you got something out of that conversation. Um, and for, for teachers who are listening right now, I just want to encourage you again, as, I, as you heard me say in that conversation, thank you for everything that you are doing. Um, I know that you have been asked to do more than you've ever been asked to do before, and you are making a difference. You are making a difference, even though there's going to be times when it feels like you may not be making a difference. You are making a difference. Just because you're in a computer screen, in front of a computer screen, doesn't mean you're not bonding with kids, doesn't mean you're not building relationships with kids. And leaders out there, uh, site administration, district leaders, uh, thank you for everything you are doing because um, I know um, we're being asked to do things that we've never done and we are under pressures that we've never been under before. So hang in there, everybody. As I said at the end of my chat with Pastor John, uh, this too shall pass. So thank you for listening to this episode of Teaching Tales. Uh, If you haven't already done so, remember, please subscribe. Uh, You can subscribe in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. You can listen directly on my website at brentcoley.com, the podcast page there. And if you'd like to pick up a copy of my book, Stories of Edu Influence, again, if you like stories and you're in need of a little encouragement, uh, I would encourage you to pick up a copy of the book. It's available in paperback. You can instantly download it in Kindle. And if you prefer to listen like what you're doing now, I've even recorded the Audible version of it. So uh, you can get that all on Amazon. So once again, everyone, thanks for all you do. Thanks for listening. And until next time, have a good one.